Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. You're listening to the world's smartest podcast network. When I go to Sacramento, I will pump up Sacramento. Sacramento. Some say the news is fake. Others say it's real. These two don't have the time to check. Instead, Turner Sparks and Michael Ira Kaplan turn to comics stationed around the globe to be their eyewitness reporters so that you can know what's really going on. This is Lost in America. All right, everybody, welcome to Lost in America, episode 293. My name's Turner Sparks. I'm Mike Kaplanino. Look at that. What, what was that? Is that you doing Brazil? Like Ronald, Ronaldinho, I was trying to think of what they say in Brazil. So <laughs> trying to go on theme. <laughs> Is that Portuguese? Yes, I, I met Pele once, and that's how he told me to pronounce my name. Oh so wow, name dropping away. immediately. Name dropping at the start. That's how I recover. <laughs> met Pele. Good. Uh, we're yeah, talking yeah, Brazil yeah, today, Kaplan. Um, yeah, you can find me at Turner Sparks on Instagram. I put new stand-up comedy clips out all the time. Find Kaplan at Cap in America on all social media platforms. And this show, follow us at Lost in America pod on Instagram. We also put clips from this show up there so you can like them and uh, share them to your. What do you share them to? Story, Instagram. That's what everyone's doing. Help our engagement. Share them. Even if you don't like them, share them. Yeah. (laughs) Even if you hate them. And I don't know if we're going to do TikTok. (laughs) I tried. uh, People hate me on TikTok. I don't think TikTok's our audience, Kaplan. (laughs) It's not our people. No, it's a lot of bots. It's too polarizing. Yeah, yeah I'm a, me. Yeah, I'm a real polarizing figure on, on TikTok. <laughs> so we might skip that. But we are on Instagram. I think our crowd's more of an Instagram. We're more like the middle aged people with kids. You know, that's we're like a crowd. MySpace crowd, really. But we're the MySpace <laughs> crowd. crowd. We're not these <laughs> so young we'll go with Instagram. Yeah. 18 year olds. Everything we put up on TikTok, they say we're problematic. So uh, I yeah. think we're just going to have to skip right. that. Kaplan, we'll do the next on, thing on the show do. today. Uh, coming up in just a minute, we have a uh, Brazilian comedian, Victor Kameha. I think I don't know. Kameja. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. We'll find out in a minute. But Cap, we're talking about Brazil just had their own insurrection. That's exciting. Yeah, that's right. It's always good when we import like export one of the American TV shows like The Office. So that was mm. English. But, you know, American Idol, all these shows that we start here that goes to other countries. So we had an insurrection. Boom. Now, Brazil, we'll see. Kaplan, who both it. of the examples you picked are British. <laughs> Whoops, Pop well, Idol. Right, we, Pop Idol was originally Idol. British with the British guy. What's his name? You know, the Simon, Simon Cow. And then they brought yeah. it to America. But I think right. we, we know get what the you're point. Saying. Yeah. 
Seinfeld. They must have, everybody loves Raymond. They did that one in Russia. <laughs> Everyone loves it. They Yvonne. did. Yeah. Anyway, point is, we're going to be talking to him in just a minute. They had their own insurrection a couple of days ago. So, congratulations to them or whatever. And, uh, <laughs> but before that, Cap, gigantic announcement right now. Um, yes, we, our TV show that we've been talking, our TV pilot we've been talking about for, I don't know, almost six months, eight months now. We went to um, El Salvador in July of 2022 to find out, to hang out with the comedians there, put on a stand up comedy show, and find out what it's like to live in a country where Bitcoin is your currency. And yes. we're finally done with it. We've yeah. we've completed the pilot. We're uh, submitting it to let's not be specific, but to comedy festivals around the United States of America. Yeah, we have meetings coming up about it. We're going to start pitching it soon to networks and all that kind of stuff. But we're also going to be showing it exclusively to you, our Patreon subscriber. So we're talking yes. to you, Tug. We're talking to you, Dennis <laughs> Owens, Drew Fralick, um, Robin the whole- Chambers. Who else? We, Robin, Robin Chambers. Chambers. We got uh, uh, my mom, Jan Kaplan. Now sure, you can see my it. dad, Gary Spark. <laughs> all the other patrons go. Sugar Brady. I'm sorry we forgot you, Sugar. Every all and everybody else. Will Prechuck. Will Prechuck. The whole gang. We're going to be screening it exclusively to you online, and then uh, Cap and I will hang out, and we'll do a, a Q and A afterwards about the episode. So the first one is going to be February 16th this year, 2023. The second one is going to be March 2nd. So what you want to do is get in. This is to all of our Patreon subscribers, but only our Patreon subscribers. Yes. So Your brother, time, Jeff you've Kaplan. Freeloading. Jeff Kaplan? No, no. can't watch. No, nope. <laughs> can't watch. I'm not showing it to him. He's he not. For- my brother, <laughs> Tyler Sparks, can't watch. No. His son, Ben Sparks. So- yes, he's a Patreon subscriber. <laughs> Yeah, so we're at, so now if you've been a freeloader, if you've enjoyed this Lost in America podcast but have not been giving us been not been supporting us on Patreon, we hate you, but we'll right, we will forgive you if you sign up now. Now's your chance to get in. It's the best time to buy. That's what they say. Think <laughs> if this is like uh like uh converting to Christianity on your deathbed. Like yes, we'll you forgive all your sins. You can still get <laughs> yeah. in. There's still time. Yeah. I know it Should doesn't do seem fair to everybody else, to Tug and to Sugar Brady. <laughs> you lived your whole life the right way, Tug, you know, but you're going to go to a better version of heaven. Yeah, at well, the end of the day, yeah. that should be enough. <laughs> a life well lived is enough. <laughs> but for everybody else, we'll let you in. So you, all you have to do, you have to get in before February 16th because that's the date. That's the first date. And yeah. uh, we're going to be showing it. And we might have some special guests on there. Maybe we'll have some people from El Salvador who are in the episode. Maybe we'll have a director or something, you know, but it, listen, it's enough. It's us. So anyway, patreon.com slash lost in America. The link to that will be in the uh, liner notes of this episode. Patreon.com slash lost in America. Five bucks is all it takes. All right, Cap, let's get out. Let's move on to this episode. Um, yes. What do you know about what's going on? What do you know about what's going on in Brazil? Well, first, I want to pat ourselves on the back because we, we did an episode about their recent election where uh, Lula defeated Bolsonaro. And we said, is there going to be a January 6th, 6th coming up? Because he was so similar to Trump in many ways, Bolsonaro. And we predicted it. I think we both thought it was going to happen. And now it happened. They waited until the only difference is, in my opinion, is they waited. The Brazilians who, who, who rioted, who protested, waited until after Lula got into office. So they seem to have just they seem to have nothing to like in our situation. It was very unlikely. But there was this crazy theory that Mike Pence could like somehow 
save the day and he could come in, he could be convinced to make Donald Trump president to mm. change the elect, you know, uh, before, cause it was before uh, Joe Biden was inaugurated and he could do the whole thing. There was no theory here of that. The guy Lula was already president. The, the jig was already up. And these people still just went in there and said, we're just going to riot and demand a recount. Well, the other part. And the other part to that is as far as I understand, no one was in the building. So yeah, exactly. There was no like Nancy Pelosi hiding under a table when there was no, there, was no, was like, there wasn't even the excitement of somebody might get killed today. <laughs> there was no the potential lynching of a congressperson. Yeah. <laughs> so like if you crazy. want ratings, if you want ratings, Brazil, you're going to have to do yeah. it when people are in the building. If you want the world, yeah, you need like a 911 really call from a scared congressperson who's like these may do something about it. Yes. You know, like they, they, they really screwed that up. So, and they also, my other question that I heard from somebody was that, you know, that Lula took over January 1st. That's how the Brazilian system yes. works. And the people didn't want to protest on December 31st before he took over because it's New Year's Eve, mm. which I respect. They didn't They're want to mess partying. up the New Year's Eve plans. And then they couldn't protest New Year's Day when he was actually taking over because they were hung over. That so makes sense. That's a yeah. th- <laughs> they well, needed like and, several and days also, to recover. I mean, you have all those yeah. college football bowl games on January 1st. <laughs> yes, they're they watching the Rose Bowl at the second this year. <laughs> they're not going to miss that. Watch- <laughs> And before that, it was World Cup, so we're not even thinking yeah. about it yet. We're oh, saying yeah. let's all and wait. Pele passed. They were mourning. Yes, yeah, so there was, a lot there was on. just too much going on. Um, we this uh, we're so excited to have this comedian joining us for the very first time. Everybody, he's performed on Comedy Central in Brazil. Uh, he has a show which I want to ask him about in English. It's on YouTube. It, in English, it's called something like Home News, and it's this daily, uh, irregular. It's almost like the Daily Show, but from his own house. And uh, he tours all Brazil doing comedy. Victor Kameha. And please correct me if I pronounce your last name incorrectly. <laughs> First order Welcome of to the show. How did we do on the synopsis, on the recap of your uh, events? Hi, guys. Hi to everybody. Okay. Uh, you did really good. Congratulations. Hey! You're good. You're Plus. really good. We're getting better. Uh, my name, my name is a real big problem because nobody can say it right, even in Brazil. <laughs> because okay. okay, but it's Camejo. It's with a no at the end. Oh, but is it is it spelled with an A or no? No, no, no. It's not spelled with an it's, O. Yeah, C A M E J O. M E J O. That's my yeah. fault. I wrote that down. Okay. No, that, that's Kame- but you that's pronounce it. the J. It's a hard J. It's a yeah. Joke. It's a hard J. Camejo. Got it. Because it's Portuguese. Yes, um, and uh, actually, my father is Portuguese. I'm I'm half Brazilian, half Portuguese, and cool. he taught me to speak Portuguese. Look, that Brazil also speak Portuguese. So <laughs> <laughs> that's like me. That's- uh, guys, you did pretty good. Actually, you were great uh, because uh, we here in Brazil we had some doubts uh, that this could really t- we would really take place. Yeah. Because we were like, guys, okay, Lula is already being, it's already president. The inauguration was perfect. No big problems. Uh, and the uh, police was doing their jobs and the army was doing their jobs and everything went perfectly fine. And we thought, okay, maybe it's just a bunch of crazy people on WhatsApp and Telegram and on Facebook talking talking trash and was nothing we could worry about and then my actually my mother <laughs> actually my mother went on me on the on the day on the uh, january 8th and he said she said okay something 
is about to go down on Brasilia. That, that, that's our capital. Mm-hmm. Because everybody is talking about that on uh, Telegram, on Facebook, on WhatsApp. And all of the, the guys, she's from church. She's she's evangelical. So the, the guys from church are talking about this. And I'm really concerned that something is going on. And I said to her, no, mama, no, nothing's going on. <laughs> <laughs> the inauguration was again, fine. Mom. The inauguration was fine. I was, I was. Uh, uh, there is a little bit of uh, negationist uh, uh, <laughs> denial uh, in every one of us. Right? Yeah. Some people were denying the pandemic, and I denied the coup here in Brazil. And I was like, the, and then she said to me something like, "Okay, at five o'clock in the afternoon, I will come here again, and I will, see, we'll see." And she was right because we were slowly seeing a lot of people just coming on and a lot of lots and lots of people with uh, yellow and green the colors are our flags yeah. so uh, mostly elderly people elderly. coming the boomers oh, yeah yeah the boomers the boomers there is <laughs> it was a boomer revolution a boomer revolution. yes yes indeed <laughs> because we have some stats that says that mostly i think 56% maybe it's between 45 and six, if, if 55 years old. It's, uh, wow. it's, uh, yeah, the boom, it's a boomer revolution. And we, <laughs> people here in Brazil are about to say the unbelievable phrase that grandma is arrested by terrorism for terrorism. <laughs> grandma is a terrorist. <laughs> it's an unbelievable thing. And some in some way, I don't know. I don't know why it took place on a Sunday, in a day that we don't have uh, work in our houses. Uh, the houses of representatives and the Senate are closed on on Sunday, but they try to invade the official uh, home of the president uh, because oh. here in Brasilia, in Brasilia, it's a Brasilia is, is a made city for the government because in, the architecture yeah and the three buildings are really close uh, um, on each other the house of the president the congress and the supreme court it's like a few steps away it's really close so if you got one you go you got them all and lula was not on the on the on the official residence yet it's not mm. because and that i think it's a little little bit of luck because we he was on traveling to another city because we have a flood in that city and he was that with the governor of the state. He was working something that Bolsonaro, yeah, <laughs> working on a do. Sunday. Yeah, he was working. <laughs> he was working on a Sunday, and I, I, I think they got wrong because they were so used to the president don't didn't don't doing anything because of Bolsonaro, and he, he was. I think he, they thought that Lula was probably doing nothing as well, and sure. but they they were. He was working and he was not there. And I'm convinced that if Lula was there, he was he would get killed. Really? But would the I'm security convinced. have been would the concerti- security have been different though if he was there? Yes. Yeah. And that's yeah. that was the turning point because uh as soon as we were seeing the guys coming to the uh, the riot and coming to the insurrection and starting to in, getting close to the, the buildings, we started to I started to think okay the police and the army are going to intervene Mm -hmm. and that's the point uh, that i think that we hung by a thread because 
they didn't came. And some of the police officers actually escorted the terrorists to the building. Yeah, I Why? saw a video of some police officers just hanging out and kind of chit-chatting with them. And so them. Yeah. when it happened in America, the police on the news, like the day of the insurrection, they made you believe that the, the police were just letting everybody in. But then when we watched the, all the videos later on, no, it was clear uh, that they were just the outmans. They were overrun yeah, and they overrun, were just yeah. trying to negotiate, essentially be like, all right, fine. After a bunch of them got killed, they were like, just come in and don't hurt us is what the police were basically saying. But also that was because Trump was still in charge of the country at that point. Trump but was there too, which wasn't the case here. Bolsonaro he was, was down. Like Florida, yeah, he was right? down the street. <laughs> and then, <laughs> but then at this point, Bolsonaro is not in charge of the country. Lula is. So why didn't Lula send more people yeah. to protect the capital? Because there that there was insubordination by the officers. They oh, just the officers agreed with Bolsonaro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bolsonaro because was, the the Bolsonarismo movement, the Bolsonarism. That I don't know if you have an, uh, a word in English for that, but I don't know if there's a Trumpism word. Trumpism. For, uh, well, I mean, it's like MAGA. MAGA. We, we say MAGA. MAGA. Yeah, MAGA. Which is like yeah. make it's America great again. great again. Yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, here in Brazil, we call Bolsonarismo. It's something like our mega, and the Bolsonarismo movement. Movement. It's like it's much deeper than just the the figures. It, it, it's a bigger movement than Bolsonaro. I yes. think. And Bolsonaro is just a symbol. It's just the face of the move of that movement. And it's a movement of bigotry. It's a movement of lying. It's a movement of fascism, in my opinion. And this is this is a movement that touches a lot of different people in a lot of different levels and we have some we have the presence of the evangelical churches here in brazil that are really strong and we have a lot of police officers that belongs to that religion and we have this movement deep uh got really deep into uh the army forces like the army, the navy, and the aeronautica. I don't know how to say that in English. The the air part of the the army, you know, that? Oh, the air force, uh, the, the air, air force. force. Okay, thank you yeah, very yeah, much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the air force, and we have the additional security security forces like the polices and the fire departments, and we have that those officers very very much involved in Bolsonarism. So. They, uh, we have a picture. I can send you guys later that picture of a police officer wa uh, watching the riot taking place, and the pants of the office was like was like a little bit up to the leg, like to the middle of the leg, and we, we could see that this guy was were wearing socks with the face of Bolsonaro. Yeah. Okay. Oh, the so they're on his side. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we start to think, and then we discovered uh, just about some minutes, minutes later that the security secretary of the, the federal district was in Florida with Bolsonaro on that day. Okay. So it, so it, it was, was Bolsonaro there for like, why was he in Florida? Like for because, plausible uh, deniability or was he just yes, like, yeah. Yes, because he was in Florida. Because he now could can say I was not even there. Yes, yeah. I was not even there. It was not my fault. Just the people. Not, that nothing went, to do with it. I came to Florida. I, yes, vacation. And, yeah, grocery and him, shopping. 
Yeah. He was trying to defend him, himself. And I'm not, I was not even there. I don't know why this happened. And that guy, Anderson Torres, that his name, uh, the secretary of uh, security of the federal district, which is former minister of justice of the Bolsonaro administration. He was there with Bolsonaro on that day. In and Florida. In Florida, yes. He said he was on vacation with his family, but we just knew like minutes later that he he was in a meeting with Bolsonaro on the day after. Yeah. On, so on the day before, on the day before the riot, I mean. Is Bolsonaro going to stay in Florida? Like, what's his visa like? Is it a tourist visa or is it like a business visa or is he a U.S. citizen? Does he have dual citizenship? No. As far as I know, he has he, he went in the United States with a diplomatic visa that now is no longer valid. Okay. Oh. <laughs> and now uh, the Brazilian government and some representatives of the uh, United States and mostly of the Democratic Party are talking about some extradition. Mm. To Bolsonaro to send him back to Brazil. To to I have an idea. We have a congressman in New York City that's wanted in Brazil. What's his name, Kaplan? <laughs> oh, yes, George, George Santos. Santos. George Santos. You heard Santos. That? Have you heard that story a lot down of Brazil? people want to talk to this guy here. <laughs> this guy's amazing. What about this about idea? What about this idea? We will keep uh, Bolsonaro, but we give you Santos. Do we make I Bolsonaro know. part of our Congress? Does he take Santos' seat? <laughs> he takes a seat. He's now representing the third district of New Nassau York. Nassau County in New York. <laughs> Guys, believe me, you they don't want it, Bolsonaro probably. near you. You don't want Bolsonaro near you. You'd rather have a guy who lies about literally everything? Mm. George Santos. He claimed no, he I respect lies Santos about Con everything artist. too, but... Yeah, George Santos, yeah. Just, they just, he claimed he was the first person in America to get COVID. And they've proven he, oh that. Oh my God. He, does he that. claimed he was on a volleyball, a championship volleyball team for a college he didn't even attend. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's amazing. <laughs> so, uh, and you said your mom found out at church. So, are evangelicals they support Bolsonaro? Very, very, very much. Yeah, why? we talked about that. What's why is it? What's well, the reason? It's, it's like why in America they like the the Republicans. It's the same. But yes, I still don't know right? why. Yes. Why, yes. why do they like them in America? <laughs> I don't know. Because, because here in Brazil, yeah, you they, can't it, just say it's like social, that thing. It's social. It's culture issues. It's like it's a not an answer. Stuff, yeah, it's right? culture. It's like culture. You know that 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 show. You know that show, The Righteous Gemstones. Yes. On HBO Max. Yeah. You have that show, and yeah. there is about a family that a church family, a, church, a family of tele uh, televangelists. Yeah, televangelists that have a big church, and that kind of culture, that kind of evangelical culture, is uh, exported to Brazil. Brazil Brazilian uh, gospel movement drinks on that source, on that American source, and we have okay. a lot of uh, thoughts. That comes from America. That comes from the United States to Brazil. And we have like, we now use the word, for example, we use the word worship in English. Oh, the, wow. The, okay. But the, so I, I go, I, I'm a, a Presbyterian. I go to church. Our church doesn't support any, it doesn't support like insurrection or anything or these politicians. And frankly, you're not supposed to support politicians at all one way or the other. Or else you yeah. lose your tax-free status in the United States as a church. But is it, Cab, you, I think you just touched on it. Is it because of abortion? Like, is Bolsonaro against abortion or something? Or what is he tapping into 
that or like well, the crime crime rate like. like it's a lot of things, crime and not first, like stuff <laughs> but that doesn't have anything to do with church none of, like woke I, and i shouldn't i know it's it's like a, it's like a visceral thing it's not like logical but it's like right it's like a reason like yes Victor, what are your ideas? right well, first of all, there is some difference because here in Brazil, the Presbyterian Church had a minister in the government of Bolsonaro. We okay. had the, uh, the, educate, the former education minister was a Presbyterian pastor, and now he is arrested for corruption. Whoa! Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, look out uh, that, for him in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, he he's arrested. I uh, he was arrested. I don't know. I don't know that he is still in jail, but he was arrested uh, for with serious accusations of corruption. And we have here in Brazil. I think we have a project of power by the pastors, and uh, the pastors want. Uh, pastors here in brazil are very very rich i don't know what it's like in america but here is really (laughs) well the evangelical ones are that like preach on tv famous ones football stadiums and stuff yeah yeah and they also don't have to pay for a lot you never have to pay for a meal if you're you know you go to everyone's house (laughs) with the rabbi or the priest i mean kind of you get a lot of benefits (laughs) this doesn't make you rich you get free yeah, meals yeah, every yeah, once yeah. in a while. I watched The Sopranos. The, the priest was always showing up. He was Kaplan, I, can I be the authority here? I went to Catholic <laughs> high school. I've been going to church my whole life. No, yeah, they're okay, not rich. Should be. They're not rich. <laughs> Keep going, Victor. Okay, the, here in Brazil, we have a project of power on the, the churches. So we have. And Bolsonaro embraced that, that project. And uh, there is a footage of Bolsonaro saying in a meeting with a lot of the main pastors here in brazil that he literally says i will do anything that you guys want they say okay. this they say anything. that phrase anything <laughs> i like like something he was offering the government to the pastors and the brazil was walking uh, in a direction of uh christian theocracy i think i see so it's he, a voting block that if yes. you talk to these few group of people and get them on your side, they can get all of their people to vote for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, one of three Brazilians are now evangelical. So there's a lot of people. Wow. It's one okay. third of the country. And we have here in Brazil, like some footage of uh, services uh, around nationwide, some services that they just forgot God and Jesus and the the main guys, the guys that matters, <laughs> <laughs> and was just talking about Bolsonaro. He was they, they replaced the whole service Bolsonaro. like on a Sunday yeah. service. They never mentioned they, Jesus. They, they, on the Sunday service, they were like <laughs> preaching to get votes for Bolsonaro. That's insane. saying that they were uh, saving the country of communism. They were fighting for the little children. They were they are fighting for the family Children. that Lula was going to destroy, is going to destroy the family to close down churches, uh, to implement the communism. Yeah. Which, which personally I believe- don't think is that bad. But- <laughs> so did they ever ask Bolsonaro like anything about Christianity? Cause I remember they asked Trump, what's your favorite Bible verse? And he said, I like all of them. No, they don't even bother. He's never looked at a Bible in his life. They, they don't even bother. And he, they, Bolsonaro is baptized 
on the he was baptized on the Jordan River in Israel, I think. Oh wow. Yeah, to make that scene, to make that picture that now he's Christian. And now I'm kind of in and Oh, wait, he was baptized as an adult, not as a baby. Yes, no, as an adult, oh. as an adult. Oh. <laughs> as an adult, like in a... Con- like, Wait, that like a- you dunk- that's when you get dunked underwater? That's the baptism? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So you got- someone dunks them under? Yeah. It depends you- on your religion. Sometimes they just like sprinkle water on your head, in mine. Those- I, I, I think right. the Presbyterian Church just sprinkle water on the baby. Yeah, there's right? no because- big dunking uh, yeah, scene. Yeah. <laughs> Calvinists, okay. you're Calvinists. Right. And, and the- here, here in Brazil, we have like this, this, this that baptism that you make a, a dunk on the water with a person big splat cannonball right yeah 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 <laughs> but but bolsonaro despite all that despite the baptism on a evangelical ceremony that he still declares himself as a catholic so okay he plays on both both uh, teams and nobody knows exactly what religion he is in and nobody right. seems to care either on now the, i get where george santos gets it from yeah, San- Brazilian Santos says he's well, Jewish, Jewish and, and Catholic. Yeah. 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 No, so here in Brazil, I-, I used to work on a as a translator when I was little younger and I was a teenager to some missionaries from Alabama. Okay, uh, oh. on my state, I I was born in a born in a state uh, in the middle of the Amazon. I, my state is on the Amazon region, and a lot of missionaries from the United States used to go there to preach. To, to to spread the gospel and i used to work as a, a translator for them and i i had a lot of difficulty to explain to them a, a figure that we have i think only in brazil that they say they are uh, non practical catholics something like that it's some that you say you are catholic but you don't live the life of a catholic you know what i mean you just oh. it, it's like you're saying that you're jew but you don't do anything yeah uh, i was jew. gonna say that's jew. common with like, jewish people because you say i'm jewish by like i was born jewish but i don't practice judaism yes right? yes we have this that's here why i don't eat catholic so you can't say that about me you say that with catholic <laughs> people what? say that with catholic interesting so yeah. what was um we haven't gotten a real answer on this. We've we've asked in the past, but it seems like the from what you read that a lot of this Bolsonaro stuff, well, him as a as a public figure started with this car wash scandal. Yeah. And it was this idea that a lot of people Everyone's in the government corrupt. were were shown to be corrupt. And by chance, he was not one of them. And so just because of the fact that he was not one of the corrupt people, he got elevated he was already in the government. He had been in the government for like 30 years, but he was yes. low level government. Yes. And that kind of elevated him to the top. Is that right? Yes. Yes. That's, that's right. And Bolsonaro is a form of denial of the politics. The, the people got angry about politicians and got angry about very frustrated because uh, the workers party, the PT, uh, that is a part the party that Lula is from. Mm-hmm was supposed to be that answer, the justice, uh, the social justice answer that the Brazilian people was look, was looking for. But the car wash operation was uh, um, like a mix of class hate, of the media trying to put the government down, uh, the opposition went uh, going 
with a lot of uh, force on the government. It was a mix of all that. And Bolsonaro was the the face that was like that catched the the, the attention of the, the the public on that anger, on that anger. And even that, though he had been in the government for 30 years. Yes. He was an outsider. He was he was he, he, he was an outsider. So he yes. saw himself as an outsider. Or the people yeah, he saw, saw him yeah. And then people started to think, okay, maybe that's the answer that we need. We need a guy from outside, the guy with a different perspective, with guy, a guy less tolerant uh with crime. Mm-hmm. And because and then they voted for Bolsonaro. But at the very first beginning, uh, the progressive side, the left side of the the public here in brazil we saw from the day one who bolsonaro was he he is a supporter of the military dictatorship here in brazil he talked about torture he talked about uh coup and in yeah. years past so we knew and nothing that's going on it's something new to us nothing it's something we we can proudly say we told you so yeah <laughs> to <laughs> everybody to everything that happened so but the ever the churches went on full support to him the conservatives went full support on him the fascists went full support on him and it was uh, very, very, very hard to beat him because Lula is uh, the Lula is the most influential politics in the West, in my opinion. Uh, I, I second to Mandela, I think, uh, in South Africa. But he he has a, uh, a history of like redemption because he was arrested in the car wash uh, operation right. with accusations of corruption. Uh, he he jail, thought, right? He, yeah, yeah, he, he spent two two years in jail, I think. And he always said that the judge was partial. It was with, um, like, in a plan with the prosecutor to get him in jail. And we have a, a system in Brazil that is a little bit different from the United States. The judge and the prosecution, uh, they're not supposed to talk. They're not not supposed to to build any plans to to make someone to put someone in jail. They're not supposed to do it, any of that. And sure. they were talking and planning and scheming uh, to get proofs and that and to wow. put Lula in jail. And he was a favorite to win the election in 2018. He he on all the surveys he. Lula was ahead of Bolsonaro and he was, uh, he had great chances of winning Lula, despite of all the accusations, because he did a a nice administration on Mm -hmm. his eight years. He had been president, yeah, previously. In the 2000s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we had, and we have. Sorry. I was going to say the car wash scandal was a legitimate scandal, but it just really didn't involve him is what you're yeah, no, it was it was a, a legitimate, legitimate scandal. We had a lot of problems. We had uh, effects of corruption inside the government, but uh, the, the the operation was got political. They got political. He, he, the operation transformed into a tool of political persecution, and Lula was got in jail with that with uh, a very weak. Uh, Proof, proofs with very weak proofs that on his process 
And later on, we found out that uh, the Judge Moro, which is now a senator, 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 oh, senator yeah, which is now a senator, uh, was partial, and he worked from the beginning to to had Lula Gudi and imprisoned, wow. and he was he was imprisoned, and Bolsonaro won the election, and Bolsonaro, uh, we had, I I I think that. We, as I said, we hung by a thread because Bolsonaro embraced a fascist politician, but it's, he is very, very, very strong in Brazil and is scary and worrying because the last election showed that these values and these fascist thoughts are very much alive here in Brazil. And the threat is not dead because Bolsonaro lost. Yeah. On the on the contrary, I think they just they're just waiting for the next 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 fascist to come. And so, okay, well, I want to talk about that in just a minute, but we got to take a break right now. Teaser. Uh, yes, that's perfect because that's the next thing I want to talk about. Kaplan, we're part of the world's smartest podcast network. One thing I forgot to do early, I think, was uh, did we give a shout out to Tug or not for going up? In no, his we did not give a proper shout out to Tug. Listen, Todd so came in, great listener, a great supporter, has just raised his membership level from $10 to $15 a month. Shout out to you, oh. Tug. Everybody be more Let, like Tug on planet. Let's send him a better version of the TV show then. He gets a better version. Oh, he'll get a longer <laughs> cut. Longer cut, exactly. There we go. We have old versions, although I don't know. <laughs> we want to give people the best version. Uh, Cap, we're part of the World's Smartest Podcast Network. Next week, we're doing a roundtable with you and me, plus Dr. Andrea Jones-Roy from the, the Majoring in Everything podcast. The Majoring in Everything podcast. I'll say that again. And um, and uh, and uh, Andrew Heaton, Professor Andrew Heaton from the Political Orphanage podcast. All three of us, we all four of us, we make up the three shows, the world's smartest podcast network.com to get all of their shows and ours. And now Kaplan, a word from your local sponsor. All right, we are back. Thank you, local sponsors. There Appreciate we go. Uh, thank you very <laughs> much. Uh, all right, Victor. So, um, Let's see. We so where does the because the one big difference, I guess, between Bolsonaro and uh, Trump is the way they went out. Well, I don't know if it's different, but I know that no, Trump because didn't he still the, idea the election? The election? Yeah. Trump denied the election results for uh, the entire time and then pretty much encouraged vocally at the spot of the insurrection, said everybody walk down the street and go run into that building. And Bolsonaro just disappeared for three months and popped up three months later in West Palm beach, Florida or somewhere <laughs> in a Publix um, in West Palm beach, possibly at Trump's uh, Mar-a-Lago. I'm not exactly sure, but anyway, they did leave differently. Bolsonaro did not. Did he deny the results? Did he say this was fake and rigged and all that stuff? Or he just kind of, yes, disappeared? yes, he, he, did, he did. He did. He? Yeah. Oh, okay. he, did. Yeah. he did. He Bolsonaro have a Trump playbook. Yeah. He, he stole does. the playbook. It's running yeah. the same offense. <laughs> <laughs> he stole the playbook. But here in Brazil, we have some differences because the, the voting system is different. You guys have uh, like an analog analogical voting system that you guys have the, the little papers that you go Wait, there. You could do a recount. Here. Oh, you're yeah. right. Yeah, the hanging. There's no yeah, recount in Brazil, right? No, no, no. Versus... Here in Brazil, we have uh, an, an electronic uh, voting system because the most important thing that we can say about a, a voting system is that doesn't matter really the style of the voting system. It's just what 
holds the voting system together of a country is the level of confidence that the electors have on that system. For example, in Japan, they accept the they are they vote on papers and they accept the voting on pencil. Yep. And the uh, voting they have a, a very low uh, rate of corruption on that system, and the people, the electors, trust on that system. And okay, that's perfectly fine. They vote their voting systems uh, works great. Here in Brazil, we had we used to, we have a history of corruption in the voting system, and then we came up with that system, that electronic system that solved the problem. Great. We have we we reached a very uh, high confidence levels on our uh, electors on our on our is that right electors in, in English? Yes. I don't, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Right. Electors. Great. And we have the we reached that high level of confidence and, and trust on our system, and it's even a matter of pride for us here in Brazil. But Bolsonaro came and started to argue that that system is corrupt and that system is not uh, trustworthy and they we have to get back to the old-fashioned model with little papers <laughs> and that's a curiosity uh, bolsonaro is based he lives literally on the region that make we change the whole system because his region favorite in the past <laughs> his region is like uh, uh made we made we we change everything because his region was so corrupt. His region uh, adulterated uh, a lot of votes in the past, and they have they they were a real problem. And he was trying to to say that uh, the little printed uh, the ballot, vote, the printed the ballot, ballot. The, the ballot, the ballot was a better system. And we know that here in Brazil, it doesn't work for us because we have uh, traffic of the drug drug traffics, uh, the, the drug traffic that can change the the drug dealers that can change act to change the the votes. We have the militia that can that can act to change this this the result of the elections with an old system because they have to they have ways to to persecute people that don't vote for their candidate. Really? Do they yeah. intimidate them at the yes. voting booth and stuff? Yes, they intimidate wow. them. And it, Bolsonaro tried to, to make uh, like a receipt for the, the vote. Yeah. As if you were down there and you just voted for some candidate and the ballot printed you a receipt and you took home to prove that was his allegation to prove that your vote uh, are in in synchrony with the vote that was computed yeah, it, in the, uh, the ballot. Yeah. Got it. And so they have. So you said drug dealers and and gangs. Will How do wait, they influence? Yeah, they wait at the voting booth. No, no, they 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 don't do that uh, anymore because of the system. Because we changed the system when we. To. Yes, they used to, wow. especially the militia. Militia always called the police, it? the corrupt police that work as a work as a, a, a militia it's a, a they try to to control certain parts of the territory and Bolsonaro lives in a area of militia he lives there in Rio de Janeiro oh. so, uh, so he had that, their support that, yeah. yeah that little receipt that Bolsonaro uh, wanted in Brazil could be used for the militia to to 
come to some person to and say, who voted for. okay, yeah. who you voted for? Oh, Let me see. For me. Yeah. So that you would know? intimidate yeah. you. So yeah. and, did and the election think... wasn't that close, right? It was like 51, 49. Yeah. So it was like, that 2 million yeah. vote I mean, difference. It's close, it's, but not. It's yeah, nothing. Votes. You can't fake 2 million votes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's perfectly uh, fine that it's not. We we all knew that was going to be close. We all knew because that narrative that Lula was going to close down churches, Lula was going to implement communism, uh, Lula was going to... That's ridiculous. But that, that things... Uh, a lot of people believed in that. They were afraid. They were afraid of the communism. They don't even explain what communism is and how he was going to do that. And they, it was some just like um, an, an ethereal menace that was yeah, floating think, in the air. It's not concrete things. And the people just got scared. I think everyone knows if you say the word communism, then you think of uh, Cuba and... That's bad uh, where yeah. everyone's getting killed and put in prison and nobody wants that. And so in, in the United States, too. So people just go, well, I don't want that. So yeah. Lula had been president yeah. before, too, which is and he didn't turn the country communist then. He had a chance. So <laughs> he had a good chance. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And strange. Yeah. And then they they just don't want the conservatives here, here in Brazil. They just don't want some some advances, in my opinion. They don't want to talk about abortion. They don't want to talk about r- racial equality. They don't want to talk about any of that. Uh, like the same sex marriage, for example, the Supreme Court here in Brazil uh, had to to legalize the same-sex marriage because the the representatives never talked about it, yeah. and it was in and they were saying that Lula was going to to make all this those things happen. You know, he they want he wants to he would legalize abortion. He would destroy the traditional family and the traditional values and all that. Yada, yada. I, I read an interesting theory that um, that because there's this populism on the uh, I guess the left, mostly on the right, but the far, far right, but also some on the left is happening worldwide now more than much more. It's happening. It feels like at a height right now in a lot of countries around the world that there's this extreme side populism, whereas like 20 years ago, 15 years ago, there was this move almost to the middle. It seemed like. And they were saying the theory I had read was that the a big start of that was the 2008 financial crisis mm-hmm. because it created economic disparity. You had the little bit of rich and mostly a lot of poor people, way more poor people than you had 10 years earlier. And so people were then looking for someone to blame and also some way to fix that disparity and no and, one went to jail for that anywhere. And it know, became, so yeah. And, and the people who were in charge most of the world during 2008 were kind of centrist, like middle people saying, Hey, we got to get along with the rest of the world. We got to have free trade and all that kind of stuff. So it became to blame that. Do you think that that was super interesting to me because I never heard it. Do you think that's, uh, could be, could also apply to Brazil? Not so much. I don't think so. Because uh, here in Brazil, in the 2000, 2008 crisis, Brazil is the second largest uh, consumer market in the West, just 
second to United States. Yep. And yep. we were in the Lula administration on that time. And here in Brazil, we felt some effects, but was not a crisis that affect us, affect us in, in a strong way. It was not, but the political Congress, but on the, on the administration of Dilma Rousseff, that was the successor of Lula. She was the president that suffered the coup here in Brazil in 2016. Uh, she was, she was not popular. She made some mistakes economically, but she, the car wash operation was trying, it was starting to being a thorn on the side of the, a lot of representatives and a lot of the members in the, of the Congress, because they were actually very much involved in corruption. And President Duma was a Democrat. She, she respected the, the autonomy of the police to investigate and to punish everyone who deserved, deserved to be punished. And it was a movement. There was a movement of the representatives, the media owners here in Brazil, which are media, the media here in Brazil are very much owned by people that are politics, politics. So there is a media tends to, to work side by side with politics here in Brazil. And the, it was a movement that was played by a lot of players and a lot of actors to put Dilma down. It was a major a political issue for me to our democracy was destroyed major by political reasons. And we have, we had some say, I don't know for sure, but some say that the United States department of state was involved as well, because we know that the Obama administration was spying on Duma through her. Whole... On behalf of my brother, I'll say no comment. <laughs> <laughs> was your brother in brazil at the time when was he uh he, he was, was in, in the state my brother's in the state department when was he in brazil he was no he was never in brazil but he was the desk officer oh. for brazil in the united Plausible states liability for him as well huh in washington dc he was <laughs> what years was that that might have been i don't know if it lined up exactly yeah but Eight they baby face he was either for the desk officer for Brazil or Serbia at the time. Cause I know he did that around 2016 to 20, but no comment. Okay. I think okay. Okay. <laughs> good people on both sides. Good people on both. Listen, yeah. you know, got to break a few eggs to make an omelet sometimes. <laughs> so, so it was a political, political crisis in, in my opinion. It was, it was not, although I must say that the economic, the, the economic uh, differences are uh, increasing in Brazil. Mm. We have these problems. We have this uh, APP problems, though, like on Uber and iFood and some of these problems that are deteriorating the labor relationship, relations in Brazil, you know, like destroying a little bit of that relations and put people in some bad situations here in brazil what do you mean so there's an app problem like how how do the apps destroy freelance like uber okay here in brazil we used to have uh some relation some labor laws here in brazil that changed on behalf of these apps you know or to to now the the labor relations are not so regulated 
as it was some years ago. So it, this is a problem for some workers. This is a problem because the wealth, the wages went down. People started to have uh, a lower quality of life because of this. And it's, the concentration of the wealth on Brazil is very much bigger than it was some years ago. Yeah. And this is a source of discontentment for the people. Do you mean that, for example, like there used to be a taxi union that would protect the rights of the taxi drivers? And then when Uber came in, there's no yes. one protecting the rights? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that's an that's issue it. all around the That's yeah. it. Yeah. <clears throat> and that exists with hotels, with Airbnb, and yes. like everything, any, any, anything that's gone up. All these. Yes. And we have, we have, uh, we had a de industrialization of the country. We lost a lot of industries like Ford uh, left Brazil like one of two years ago, went to Argentina and we had a lot of uh, some others, some others industries that just left, left yeah. Brazil. And that's a problem too, because the unemployment rates uh, went to the roof and uh, we had some social, political and social uh, factors then. Too. So what's what was Lula's response to this storming of the Capitol and what are his yeah. plans? How's he going to like put all this back together? Yeah, well, Lula, like Lula's, Lula's response was surprisingly quick, in my opinion, because yeah. uh, we are used to see the, the, the state here in Brazil took forever to take some attitude to, to move forward on some issues and on the very same day he answered by declaring in federal intervention on the federal district because the federal district here in brazil has a separate government you know what i mean it was like something it's similar like, to, uh, to america washington dc has its own okay governor it's like although i guess the president the, the president it's actually no it's opposite actually has a mayor. america washington dc's yeah, it's like has its mayor, but then like the government's in charge of it, the federal government. But there, it's like localized, right? Like the federal government doesn't have the power. Like they have okay. their own budget. Okay, yeah. here in Brazil, the federal district has its own governor. And yeah. the governor uh, has the police of that federal district. And now Lula, on the very, very same day, he declared federal intervention on the federal district. And he put the governor down. The governor was taken down for 90 days, I think. And the uh, public security is now in full power of Lula. Lula is, owns the the security. The governor just in a timeout. He like has no power yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's like he's like you're suspended, but you didn't. Does he get paid Spend, still, or is he just like? <laughs> I don't know <laughs> about that. that. I, don't, I don't know exactly how. It <laughs> is <works>. there any <laughs> worry that Lula will just extend that and never give the power back? I think it's going to happen because I don't think it's it's not going to it's it's not that he was is not giving the power back, but the vice governor are going to step in. Okay. I think I think yeah. that guy are going to be in jail real soon because they did the, because they ignored the issue, like they they basically let this happen kind of thing. Like because they because they the, the suspicion is that the governor let this happen yeah. on purpose. Yeah. He just closed his eyes on purpose. And there were some and, security chiefs they fired as well, right? Or, or is, or is that yeah, he, he's, this guy This guy is important. Glad that you brought this up because uh, this guy, Anderson Torres, that is the secretary of 
uh, security of the federal district. He was, as I said, he was the former minister of justice of Bolsonaro. Right. He, when the administ Bolsonaro administration um, come to came to an end, he came the secretary of security of the federal district. Got it? Yep. Okay. So now he and the governor are suspected that they closed their eyes on purpose and let the coup be tried. But, mm -hmm. And now, like two years ago, two days ago, two days ago, the police uh, asked for the... Actually, actually, Alexandre de Moraes, that is a judge of the Supreme Court, uh, asked the prison of Anderson Torres, that is this guy, that, that secretary of security, Uh, which was in Florida with Bolsonaro. He asked his prison and they did a search in his house here in Brazil while he was in America. And they found a draft of uh, a document that was declaring defense state here in Brazil to make Bolsonaro win the election. They, oh, were, they, they had a plan. They had a plan. Right. They had a plan of okay. coup, like traditional coup. That's what I'm wondering this whole time was the plan of these protesters to just yeah take over and like yeah what was yeah. the the goal because the exactly. the they're plan, not going in there to kill anybody because there's no one in yeah, there there's nobody there the, what yeah. the plan think? the plan as as I see a few weeks ago the uh, the police found uh, a plan to explode a truck to explode a truck in Brasilia to hurt a lot of people we were terrorists for real yeah oh. home terrorists home ter terrorism Terrorism. That's a lot of hard work to yeah. say in English for a Portuguese speaker. Uh, yeah, the plan was to explode um, a tank, one of those tanks that are full of gasoline, you know? Yeah. To explode a, a tank full of gasoline in the Brazilian airport. Uh, there was going to be some a lot of deaths, Jeez. for sure. And the plan was to create a chaos and, to, and the military takes over because there's chaos. Yeah. Kind of yeah, thing. yeah. And they, then the, uh, the elections Bolsonaro. are suspended. Bolsonaro declares the suspicion of the election and Jeez. he never, so they really want a dictator. Basically. It's like, so weird yeah. to be people who choose. Yeah. Like right. we, want, yeah. we want dictatorship. I take, I take the offer back. I don't think we want him in the third district of New York. I told you so. <laughs> I mean, Long Island. I, who cares? That's true. Take like. over Long Island. Who cares <laughs> about Long Island? <laughs> Actually, bomb the uh, Hamptons. I'd be that'd be all right with me. Yeah, George Santos wouldn't do that. Who he's much more peaceful. He's about love. He's <laughs> lies are benign. Yeah. <laughs> Holy <laughs> cow! Yeah. And, uh but they didn't accomplish any of this. They're big failures, huh? They just uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. They didn't. <laughs> they could blow anything. To, no. <laughs> but you think that Bolsonaroismo can exist and grow without him? And you think it will grow? Or will he come back? That's the million dollar question. I don't know. That's, yeah. I think everything will, resp uh, will depends on how the response is going to be. Because besides of Bolsonaro, besides all this, we have a bigger problem, is my opinion. That is the fake news machine. Mm. The fake news machine, I think, is in Brazil, I think is even bigger than the American fake news machine because in a word New York times here is very fake. nothing's bigger than americans like i, I take offense <laughs> we have a better fake news machine uh, okay okay the best okay. in the world okay. the best at everything people are no. saying ours yeah. is the best <laughs> this podcast <laughs> results I, say, I, I know that uh here in brazil we have this problem because 
we, I think you guys can help me on that because here you in the United States, most of the fake news are going through Facebook, right? Yes. Oh, the things that people share. Yeah. Twitter like, to a lesser extent. That's why it's Facebook's. boomer related because the only people still left on Facebook are baby boomers. And then yeah. they see all this, these like fake videos and they believe them for some reason. Okay. Here in Brazil, we have yeah. Facebook, we have WhatsApp. That is the application for yeah. chatting. That yeah, we have boomers, that. boomers don't use WhatsApp. No way. <laughs> Definitely. I'm impressed Here in Brazil, they do. Here in Brazil, they do. Wow. They do. They, they, we, they, the fake news travels via Facebook, WhatsApp, Telegram. Yeah, Tele boomers, no. No. Only people oh. having affairs use Telegram in America. <laughs> <laughs> people cheating on their wives. So, yeah. so here in Brazil, and we have an additional problem that here in Brazil, like... 46% of the people online here in Brazil uh, uses WhatsApp as the news source. How do you get news on WhatsApp? I don't even know how to do that. <laughs> fake news. Fake news. Oh, because people sharing. Sharing. Oh, people sharing. Yeah. Sharing. Oh, okay. the, you, you, right. the people are sharing fake text. news via Do you have Q uh, Do you have Q there? Not exactly the QAnon, but some Brazilian version. Because I didn't see a shaman at your, I did not see a shaman at this insurrection. And I think that's what you guys were missing. Oh, we like, had this know, guy, the Q shaman. Yeah, the guy like dressed yeah, up. Yeah. I mean, in America, so we have, we're actually getting hit on both sides because boomers get their news from Facebook, but then young kids get their news from TikTok and that's controlled by China. So it's like, it's the only people fake. left, it's like the millennials are standing in the middle being like, everybody Gen, relax. Gen everyone. Z and, the, okay. and the old, Gen Z and older millennials might be the only people who the only people actually getting real news. Yeah. Yeah. People who That's listen it. to this podcast, them too. Here in Brazil, for me, uh, one of the biggest problems on that, that issue is that the uh, traditional media uh, sources, the news sources uh, have this paywall thing and that you have to pay to yeah. to see real news. Right. So, so it's better to get fake news for free than pay for real news. <laughs> that's what I always say. <laughs> yeah. always and that's say. pretty logical. I don't pay for any old paywall. So yeah, exactly. I'd rather, yeah, I'd rather yeah. read something fake, you know, just yeah. to, at least I read and something today. And, and that lights up a, a debate that we have to think. Information is a product or a right. It's the thing that we have to. Yeah. Write. But the problem is you got to pay the people who write it. So exactly. It the journalist needs to make a living. So it's so like hard. They, they, they really screwed that up early on in the newspaper industry. So <laughs> they did. Oh man. I don't know. Well, what, and what about you? Um, yeah. Speaking so of real news. I'm, I'm so curious. So you do stand up in uh, Portuguese. Um, do you tour like when you go on the road or uh, Brazilian comedians in general, are you going to Portugal and then like to Brazil and Portugal to do stand up, or how does that work? That movement to Portugal has just started to happen like a few years ago. It's the it's a little thing right now, but it's growing. It's growing yeah. really fast, and I think that soon enough we are going to have a, like a, a interchange of comedians back yeah. and forth here in Brazil and Portugal because and Macau, and, you can go to Macau too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can go to Macau. We can go that, to yeah. to India because Goa. You're like if Portugal would have colonized more places, I'd have more places to tour. I actually know. Yeah. I can hook you up. I got a show in Macau, the MGM Casino in Macau. I've performed at a couple times. I can get that's you. That's amazing. Oh, please, that <laughs> yeah, would be that's amazing. Why, 
And then we just got into the most random places. Yeah, <laughs> he really does around the world. Although now it's uh, it's only you can only spend a hundred dollars a person on alcohol, uh, free alcohol as a comedian, because Ruben Paul and I just drank the place dry one night, <laughs> and so they put a tat. They put a cat. It was unlimited drinks if you were performing there, and then, oh, that that was a huge error. In that that was a mess. Turn, <laughs> yeah. Turner, I saw on Instagram that your wife is Chinese, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Here, this in Brazil, it's enough to people build a com- conspiracy theory. They're about, about me? To, they're about, yeah. <laughs> and about me. If uh, I, what, would, what would be the conspiracy? Something like, spy? oh, this guy is talking to another guy that is married with a Chinese. Oh, well. <laughs> Well, and also my brother's in the State Department. So yeah, I'm oh, kidding. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. is real. This Both is sides. A lot of deep and state stuff. And right they're all communists. <laughs> oh, you're a communist. Oh, you're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That's yes. true. Well, we and um, uh, yeah, and I'm a globalist though because I'm a Jew. So yeah, put it all together. Yeah, yeah. Jewish. So it's even worse. <laughs> create a whole world Zionist uh, Chinese communist conspiracy here. The Chinese and the Jews have their meetings on Christmas. Oh my God, they have the whole package. Yeah, you've <laughs> got it all. <laughs> well, there goes your career. So, yeah. you know, say goodbye <laughs> to your career. Uh, so that's, so, and then like, tell us about this, uh, the, the show. show I want to hear more about it. Yeah. And how do you say it in oh. Portuguese? I, I translated it to home news, but. Uh, Jornal de Casa. Jornal de Casa. Uh, it uh, was uh, an, an idea that was turned down by all networks here in Brazil. <laughs> I tried to offer to them all, but they all said no. And then the pandemic hit and and I lost all my shows. My All my shows that was scheduled like went down and I was okay. Or I do something with I have here in my home or I'll just get crazy because this thing is going to be horrific. And because I am a very negative person and I thought apoc- uh, zombie apocalypse. I was yeah, it's <laughs> thinking way Zombies worse than it was. Yeah. And this is early 2020 and you're, yeah. yeah. Like that. <laughs> and I was thinking about that and I just, okay, the, the news are going to be awful and the people are about to get crazy and maybe they can use some comical relief on the news. And I started a, sh- a little little show here in my house where I uh, joke on the news. And that was not something that always bothered me on that genre is that sometimes the people try to make joke with that unusual news, you know, something like, oh, a guy have three arms in India and then... Mm. Da, 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 yeah, That's what we used to do, yeah. Yeah, and then we... I was. We got rid missing of that. <laughs> that we could have jokes on real news, you know, like That's and, and especially especially boring news like economics and politics. And that's our show. That's what yeah. we're doing right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, we got smarter. Good. And then I, I was I started to do that, and it was um, really funny because I didn't know how good it was going to be to me because I lost like two thirds of the audience but the engagement was really better like the one third that stayed got engaged deeply and the shows were starting to get more people and was we i started to it was a lot of people used to watch the stand-up the regular stand-up videos that i used to do on the, the channel and then but they were not going to the show 
actually mm -hmm. the shows. And yeah. with the Jornal de Casa, they started to go to the stand-up that it was a second product. You found your audience. Yes, yes. And about. I and I found that quality is way better than quantity. So and also focus. Yeah, quality is way better than quantity and focusing the what you're talking about. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So that the audience knows every every week or every day, whatever it is, I'm going to be hearing about this, and this is what I want to hear about, as opposed to just like I'm going to be hearing jokes, but who knows? Yeah. That's and awesome. here in Brazil, and here in Brazil, the comics uh, had the this thought that the, the comedian was not supposed to take sides. That we are not. I don't know uh, how it is in America that you. I don't know if you guys have this these people that I say it used to be more thing. that way in the old days right yeah like if you yeah. ask jay leno or jerry seinfeld johnny carson didn't, they don't yeah. take sides um but now it's yeah, like it's the become. quickest way to a career is to take a side and then because you have well you'll have a built-in built audience one side or the yeah. other you know yeah and here in brazil i just got tired of that and i was thinking that we can take sides and we can be funny taking sides and there's nothing wrong with that you can do this you can say you speak your truth to the people and find your audience and i was doing that and was the best thing that i ever did that's awesome well i mean yeah you're huge i mean you have 130,000 followers on instagram i don't know what tiktok's like but i'm sure it's good and, no, it's not uh, that good. I'm, I'm not that good on TikTok, but that's my fault because I have. Well, speak to the guy with the Chinese wife and yeah. he'll, he'll make you big on TikTok. <laughs> no, they hate me on TikTok. I can't get anything out on TikTok. So <laughs> I, I don't, I'm about to give up on TikTok. Plus, my brother tells me to delete it like every day because the State Department yeah. Like, yeah, it's, he's, he's going like, to be. They're going to have all your information. Your brother's exactly. going to be captured. I, I'm so. pretty sure they already have our informations. They. Well, we, they, do, we they already, do me. I lived there. I, I've seen a file on me that was, or sorry, I haven't seen it. My friends have seen it. My Chinese friends were presented a file on me and asked what else they knew. When really? I was like in the, he's in the government? <laughs> uh, yeah, they were okay. called. I was, for, I was running a comedy show in downtown Suzhou where I was living and we were packing it every week. We had like a hundred, I mean, every 150 people showing up, every, uh, I guess monthly and a rival a bar owner, like a different bar on the same street, turned went to the government and told them that my meet, my show was actually a meeting for an anti-communist organization. Mm. And so I got turned in as a capitalist, capitalist pig. And wow. uh, they did this big investigation into me and they called in all these Chinese people I knew <laughs> were just getting called in to the police station and uh, asked about me and they got shown a big file they had on me so they know everything oh, about me already God. we they gotta had, get that file had... for our pitch meetings for the tv show yeah to... <laughs> really good. luckily it proved good. that i'm not a i don't have an anti-communist organization that i've started all, all all turner's friends friends on a little game show called how capitalists are <laughs> yeah <Turner."> exactly. <laughs> capitalist pig uh all right that is that would be a great name for a show actually yeah. capitalist pig, <laughs> capitalist pig. A, there you go uh, that's my edinburgh show um <laughs> that's it victor oh. thank you so much for doing the podcast man um everybody can find you what's your website or what's the best place to find you my be the best place to find me is on the social media. I have uh, at Victor Camejo, C-A-M-E-J-O. That is my name. All my social networks are the same. 
Awesome. I don't know how to call that little A with the little yeah, ball in English. English. At, 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 yeah, yeah. Okay. We would say at Victor Camejo. Yeah. Okay. Uh, go to YouTube to find all the videos and yes, C-A-M-E-J-O. That's it. That's the podcast. Kaplan, what should we do? I'm inspired by his uh, quality over quantity thing, by the way. And that's why I've only done three stand-up sets in my life. I'm going to stick to it. <laughs> <laughs> and in the meantime, three, I'm going to get three lost. Three is the magic number. Three is the, the magic, magic number. number. Before, before we diluting it, get lost. <laughs> get lost. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. They've designed must-have travel styles for when you need to jet. The lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit makes these shoes some of the most packable styles ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Take the Super Light Tree Runner on your next adventure. Its cushy, lightweight foam midsole supports every step, and the extra outsole traction gives you the grip to just go for it. The Eucalyptus Fiber Upper adds next-level breathability to keep you going all day. Plus, the Super Light Tree Runner is comfortable and ready to go right out of the box. So, what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.